This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. Hello everyone, this is the Evil Chocolate Cookie bringing you the Sunday edition of the Jeopardy Chronicles. And as you know, because it is Sunday, that means it is time for our strategy corner. We went into the basics of wagering strategy once before, but we didn't go far beyond that. I've told you that I'm not an expert on wagering strategy. And I still hold to that. Also, never mind the background. I've got the heat on and night managers running in the background. So I guess just try to ignore it as best you can. But I wanted to revisit the topic of wagering strategy a little bit here. Because on watching more of the show, I have noticed patterns that I think need to be pointed out and such. So we need to talk about these, what they can actually do for you, how they can hurt you, that kind of thing. One of the most popular ones you'll see is the cover wager. What's the cover wager? You have a big enough, you have a good lead, but if your closest opponent doubled their score, they would be ahead of you. Say that, say they'd be ahead of you by 500 bucks. The cover bet happens when you wager 501. You've given yourself, assuming, of course, that you're correct. And this is pertaining to final, I should have said. But if you're correct, you've given yourself that $1 lead. And that's actually enough to win you the game. So you may be wondering how this can hurt you. Well, duh, if you miss it and they are doubled up, they're going to beat you. Well, I mean, they're going to beat you anyway. If they double up and you miss it. But you're going to make their win a little bit wider by dropping your score. So when placing a cover bet, you have to think very, very closely about what the category is and how confident you are. It's like I've always said, you have to know... You have to give yourself, you know, a little bit of leeway. Because you can mess up. Think about what happened to Ken Jennings. So, yeah, that that can happen. 
Another thing I have seen is the all but a dollar wager. This usually happens when someone is very far behind or they're very brave or very stupid, depending on how you look at it. So what happens here is that the person will wager all of their score except one dollar. So what so how can that be of a benefit? Well, if your other two opponents screw up, wager everything they've got and miss the clue, you win that round with one dollar if you missed it too. So say there's a triple stumper and two of the players bet everything and you bet everything but a dollar. You win that round of Jeopardy with one dollar. How can this hurt you? Well, it usually hurts more than it helps. Because it's not often that that particular situation that I just described happens. Honestly, I personally don't think I've ever seen it. If I have, I don't remember it. That's how rare it is. So if you're that far behind, yeah, that is a value play. But it's a very risky one. Because you just don't know. Another one I've seen along the avenue of the cover bet, but not quite to cover, is wagering to force a tiebreaker. And I have seen some people do it. Celebrity Jeopardy last week, anybody? But in this case, what you do is you try to exactly match the person with the highest score. Or you've been tied all throughout the game and it just happens accidentally. But no matter how it happens, that, that move to force the tiebreaker... That, really it has a 50-50 shot for you. Because that tiebreaker, either you're going to get to the button first, or they're going to get to the button first. Well, I shouldn't say it's a 50-50 shot, because if nobody gets to the button, then they go for another question, and then I guess that just keeps happening until somebody gets it right. But... All in all, I would I would guess it's a it's a half and half because the positive half of the outcome for you is that you get the the tiebreaker question right, however many it is in, and you get to win the game. But there's the that chance that the other person will do it. Now, if you wager to hit a three-way tie, don't even ask me how that goes because I don't have the slightest clue. Now, this tiebreaker rule is fairly recent. I think it only came about in 2014 or 2016, one of the two. Before that, both of you would have just come back the next day anyway. And you would have had co-champions. Now, that I have seen through my endless quest for reruns. And it was quite interesting.
Now, before we go, let's talk about wagers that are not allowed. I know you folks want to be funny, but there are some wagers out there that they will not allow. You know the obvious ones that have, you know, bad connotations, like a certain number that I hesitate to mention here. Because I had it drilled into my head when I was a small child never to say that. Um, I think 1488 is banned and I don't get why. Please, nobody go ballistic because I said that out loud. Because if they've banned it, it's offensive to somebody. 420 is banned and that makes me sad. I mean, what's so wrong with weed? There are some other ones. I don't remember exactly what they are. I would have to pull up a list. Basically, any number that people could make a joke about is banned. Like an inappropriate joke of some kind. It's banned. Fortunately, they haven't banned 404 or 403. Or 500. Or you know, anything like that, because one of the things I thought about doing is if I have a big enough lead so that it doesn't matter, and I don't have the slightest, they give us the category and I don't have the slightest clue, I'm just going to write 404 for my wager, and when they ask for the response, I'm going to write not found. And if, if I have to do it again, it'll be 403 forbidden. And then if I have to do it again, 500 internal server error. Yeah, I'm a hardcore nerd. But that's a little bit more on wagering strategy and some of the wagering patterns that we've seen. I would say some of the most popular ones we see. So that's basically what I've got for you guys today. I'm going to sign this off. A, because I'm out of stuff to say, and B, because I have a headache. And I want to go to bed. So I'm just, I'm not even going to waste time. I'm going to say good night. Thank you for tuning in. And as Alex would say, so long, everybody. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast. An evil chocolate cookie production. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast. An evil chocolate cookie production.